Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to another episode of On the Line. Sitting across from me right now is the stunning Naomi Smart, who I'm sure lots of you guys already know, but she is a content creator. She is a conscious living expert. That's a title that I'm going to use because she knows everything there is to know about wellness and she's all about that plant-based lifestyle. We're going to get all into this. So welcome to the show, Naomi. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um... I really wanted to have you on the show because I stalk you on Instagram like <laughs> nobody's business. Love that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I know you in real life, but on the internet, I'm like still in awe of everything that you do. Like, Thank you. Well, that's what the internet's there for, I suppose, isn't it? To stalk anyone and everyone. That's so very, very true. <laughs> um, you are actually the person who inspired me to do that Pilates in the clouds thing. Oh, yeah. Did you like it? I loved it. It's basically this amazing reformer Pilates place in the middle of London, yeah. and it's basically in the sky, in the clouds. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was really fun, and I got my little Instagram video and stuff, although it's kind of far from where I live, so I've been meaning to go back, but it's just, it just takes me forever to get there. Yeah, it's worth it, though. I know, <laughs> I know. The whole of London to get there. I know, <laughs> but that's the thing with exercise for me. It's like, unless it's convenient, I just can never really commit. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same, to be honest. Like, unless it's basically on my doorstep and it's not Pilates from the clouds, like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay, so I guess my question to you is, were you always into health and fitness? Like ever since you were a kid, was your family healthy? Or is this something you discovered later in life? Where did this come from? Is it an obsession? Where did this obsession come from? Definitely something I discovered later on in life. I wouldn't say that my family are particularly unhealthy, but they're not that focused on health and well-being. So we were very like a typical British family, like eating lots of meat and just kind of whatever was convenient. But also my mum does love cooking so I had I grew up with a lot of home-cooked food um but then I went to university and just forgot about what home-cooked food was and it was just all about convenience food and like drinking a lot of alcohol and just focusing on studies I suppose and drinking a lot of energy drinks so did you were drinking energy drinks yeah university I was not healthy in the slightest I like, can't picture not it at all so I kind of went from growing up on like good home-cooked food then just throwing all of that out the window for three years at university. And then when I graduated, mainly because I was feeling awful, I thought, okay, I need to discover something to do with like health and well-being to just get myself back on track and like feel good again. 
Um, and I think a lot of it was probably down to stress as well. Like uni is never a particularly like carefree time in terms of like the amount of work that goes into it. So yeah, I just realized, okay, I need to do something to de-stress and make me feel good in terms of the food that I'm eating and exercise. I don't think I exercised for three years at university. I'm I'm so shook right now. It was, yeah. So health and wellbeing I discovered later on. This sure. actually gives me a deep sense of hope <laughs> because I thought you were going to be like, yeah, my family were always really into it and I was very into sports and no. stuff like that. Oh, I hated sports at school. I was the worst. Absolutely hated it. I would come up with any excuse to avoid fitness at school. So we used to have like gym classes, swimming, hockey, rounders, tennis, netball, everything. Hated all of it. Whoa. And I think... Partly that was down to maybe feeling a bit self-conscious as like a teenage girl and like I went to a mixed school so all the boys would kind of be there watching and I just hated it. So I just never got into sports when I was younger, which I really regret now because I love it. Sports can be such an intimidating thing, especially for women, I think. Mm. But yeah, sometimes I think back and I'm like, why didn't I do that more? There's nothing to feel like self-conscious about. Like no one, I've realized even now when you go to a gym in London, no one actually cares about what anyone else looks like. Like, I don't go to the gym and think, oh my God, he just lifted that weight wrong or like whatever. You're so focused on what you're doing yourself. And I think it's just about reminding yourself of that when you're doing your own fitness thing, just focus on yourself. Don't worry about what anyone else is thinking because they're probably not even thinking about what you're doing at all. In their own zone. Exactly. I mean, I, um, whenever I go home to Canada, my mom and I like to do spin classes together. Oh, I love that. I know. And um, it's a new thing for us actually. But you know, in the beginning she was like, oh, am I going to be able to do it? Like, what if I can't? And it's exactly what you just said. It's like, nobody's going to a spin class or any other workout to judge or make fun of somebody else's ability. No, yeah. And when you think about that whole time you're in that spin studio, do you once think about what the girl next to you is doing? Like, not at all. Well, sometimes I'm looking at the girl in front of me. I'm like, you are rocking it. (laughs) And you're inspiring. Yeah, spin, actually, that's probably not the best example to use because (laughs) whenever I do spin, I'm just like thinking everyone else is way better than me. I know. (laughs) I'm trying to keep in rhythm with everyone else. and Spin is hard. I can't really do it. Okay, so you left uni. Well, what did you study at uni actually I don't know if I know law. this you so, studied law yeah, yeah I, I got the law that. degree um, girl I always thought I was going to be a lawyer and then it wasn't until I graduated that I realized it wasn't for me so what kind of law timing. was it or is it um, a general thing or how does it work so I did a general law degree um and I was planning on specializing in family law okay and then I did a lot of work experience and that's when I realized it wasn't for me fair wow what a career shift yeah In a weird way, it's kind of helped me now with the amount of contracts that are actually involved in our job. Yes. It really helps to just read it and understand it. So I don't regret doing that at all. I'm so, so glad I went to university. I'm so glad I did the law degree. I learned so much about myself and everything. So... Yeah, no regrets. I'm actually really glad you brought that up because I think so many times people look at content creators as obviously it's a very creative job, et cetera, et cetera. But there is a huge business side to what we do. Absolutely. And yeah. that we never really speak about that. I don't know if it's because, I don't know, there's something secretive about it for some yeah. reason. It's almost like our persona, I suppose, online is all we do and we want to make it look as like flawless as possible. But actually... For me, at least, and I'm sure for you and most others, that content is the smallest part of our job. It's it's such a small percentage of what we do. There's so much going on behind the scenes. So much. And I saw early, I was going to talk about this 
later in that podcast, but I saw that you did the thing that everybody hates, which is I have something really exciting to tell you guys, and I can't tell you until Monday. (laughs) And I was like on the edge of my seat. I'm like, what's it going to be? And then you broke the news that you were... So I was at Buckingham Palace on Monday. And you know that whole teaser thing? Like, it wasn't even because I'd been told, like, I know, I, I know. was just genuinely so excited and I wanted to tell someone and talk about it. So I just put on my stories, something really exciting is happening. But I can't tell you what it is, but I can't believe it. <laughs> that was so cool. So that was for the Duke of Edinburgh thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And what is that? Because I am i didn't grow up here and I've heard of it before, but for those listening maybe from America, what is Duke of Edinburgh? Because let's yeah. get to the bottom of this. So it's the Duke of Edinburgh's award. So this was created by the Duke of Edinburgh, the Queen's husband and it's basically where young people aged between 16 to 24 participate in anything from volunteering to an expedition to working away from home and all of these last months on end so they uh, the gold award specifically because there are different tiers you've got the silver bronze um, but gold you have to volunteer once a week for 12 months and then you also need to take up a physical activity of your choice um, for six months and then also learn a new skill for six months um, and that could be like a language it or could be a language it could be learning an instrument it could be I mean it, there's a lot of like artistic skills involved as well which I think is great it's not just like right let's just all become mathematicians right like, it, it can be very arty I actually even noticed I looked through the list of physical activities you could take part in and obviously there was like horse riding running and then there was pole dancing so that was Ooh. an interesting one <laughs> Okay. I Duke didn't meet anyone on Monday that did the pole dancing as their option, but there you go. Have you ever done a pole dancing class? I haven't. Have you? No, but I really want to, but it, it's honestly, it seems so physically demanding. Yeah. It, it's like gymnastics, I suppose, like holding all of your weight onto that pole. Yeah. Like, yeah it's pretty impressive. Okay. So off the topic of pole yeah, dancing yeah. and back, back to Duke of Edinburgh to and Buckingham Palace. Okay. So they they basically go through the most incredible process of learning who they are as a person. They grow stronger, more confident, more independent, more compassionate as well because they're volunteering. And most of them there were saying, it's changed my life, it's changed my perspective on life. And these these kids are young. Most of them, to be fair, actually, when I was there on Monday, because the Gold Award takes such a long time to achieve, they were in their early 20s, a lot were at university, many were going into the armed forces, um, but all of them were just like, this has just shaped my whole future. Wow. And it looks really great on CVs. So for these young people that are looking to go and work in the city or, you know, whatever it is they want to do. I think any employers actually will look for the Duke of Edinburgh's award. It's such an amazing achievement. Right. Um, so I was really incredibly invited to go to Buckingham Palace on Monday to present the awards on behalf of the royal family. So you just waltz into Buckingham Palace? Like what entrance do you even use? <laughs> the main entrance. Stop. It was so surreal and I went with my mum and my partner Joe, and we you know we let through we start walking through the gates and then I stopped my mum and I said I can't believe we're here turn around and so we'd got halfway through to the door turned around and just looked at everyone on the other side of the gate which is where we've always been you know me growing up we'd go as a tourist to go and look at Buckingham Palace from the other side of the gates and we just looked at each other like I can't believe we are here and it was basically like that for the whole afternoon. Wow what a Meghan Markle experience. 
I mean, <laughs> one minute you're on the outside, the next, next you're on the inside. The, yeah, about the family. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love Meghan Markle so much. I've been like weirdly obsessed with her. Anyway, okay. So, speaking of compassion, I feel like you're a very compassionate person, and I want to talk about all of your work that you're doing with Women for Women. Yeah. So this is a new thing. You are an ambassador for them. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to speak about what what it is, what they do? And I know you just got back from Rwanda, Rwanda, for instance. So yeah, Women for Women International are such an incredible organization. And I have admired their work for so, so long. Um, And I've always, as much as I can for the last couple of years, naturally supported them um, through social media, attending their events. I met Britta, um, who is the managing director I suppose of Women for Women International a couple of years ago and I was just blown away by her she's such an inspiring woman and yeah a couple of months ago they asked me to become an ambassador which I was just so honoured by and part of my role was to travel to Rwanda which was such a great opportunity I knew a lot about obviously the work that they do they basically help and support female survivors of war in countries of conflict around the world, including Rwanda. So I'd done all of my research into this, um, especially since I became an ambassador. I really wanted to know everything inside and out that they do. So I felt like I knew it pretty well. Nothing could prepare me for Rwanda. It was such an amazing experience because I think in a way I was expecting it to be a lot more... um, negative in a way like I, I was preparing myself for it to be quite sad the people out there are so positive and uplifting and happy and enthusiastic everyone was so friendly welcoming and just their positive vibe is just incredible so I was not prepared for that at all because these people have been through so much um they there was the genocide in Rwanda in 94 and they are still kind of picking up the pieces from that and the work that women for women international have done um for the women that have survived is just unbelievable again totally life-changing for these women and they educate them they give them opportunities to start their own businesses and they can financially support themselves and their communities and their families wow (laughs) that must have been amazing yeah so what happened when you actually got there? So you get off the plane and then what do you do? What did you do? So we arrived really late at night. So we actually went straight to the hotel, which is always a bit weird when you arrive somewhere at night yeah. when nothing is going on. You can't really see anything. So I went to bed feeling a bit uneasy because I didn't know where I was. Like, I, And I was so excited to like get out there and get stuck into it and like, see the work that they're doing. But arriving at night, it was like okay, let's just get some sleep and then we'll start in a few hours. <laughs> um, so we wake up bright and early, uh, drove a long way out into the countryside and visited our first community that are benefiting from one of these programs that Women for Women International have provided for them. And so we met the people that were enrolled on the program, the women, and it was so great to meet them unbelievable welcome they're all singing dancing like the most incredible colors their clothing is unbelievable and uh i just i was not prepared for that at all i saw that on your instagram actually yeah Yeah. i think i posted the video and uh yeah from there we basically sat in on a few lessons uh spoke to the women we had translators with us and um we then later went to an area where 
graduates from last year's program have created their own business growing and selling their own produce and so it's so great growing from okay these women that are struggling they don't have much in their lives but it's a positive because they are enrolled on this program so it's really exciting to see where they are now to then going to meet the graduates who have been on this year-long program and hearing how their lives have absolutely turned around and changed for the better and that was such a great day wow that sounds amazing. Well, we went to Cambodia together. We did, didn't we? We went with Fresh Beauty, and I know what a great traveler you are. It was really <laughs> fun to go there with you. And I always admired your curiosity. And I feel like, you know, sometimes you go on these, I don't know, I don't know if, if I want to say this, but sometimes you go on these brand trips, it's like people are really just there to get the pictures and whatever. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I know. But I feel like you, like me, are just obsessed with every little thing. Like yeah. you're, you just want to see what the culture is like and you yep. want to see, you know, how people are living. Have you always been that way or yeah, you've always just been a curious person? I think so, especially with travel. I love travel. I love just immersing myself into new cultures and just the unknown fascinates me. And just I think especially in London, you can get so caught up in your own life and city life, I guess any city around the world. Um, that you can kind of forget that there's a whole other world out there and people live in total different ways. Everyone does. So whenever I travel, especially if you're going somewhere like Cambodia, I think it's so important to actually discover the culture and meet the people. Absolutely. And every time I travel, and you spoke about this earlier, you were talking about how people are so positive. Why do you think that people who sometimes have the least, you know, financially, etc., are sometimes the happiest people and then you come back to London or you come back to your city and it's like everybody's in a mood. That is so true. I'm so glad you said that because that is exactly how I felt. Yeah. As soon as I got back to London, it was a bit of a culture shock being in London because yeah. I was like, why is everyone so grumpy and miserable when you literally have everything available to you? Everything is accessible. Yeah. Food, water, tr- transport, like everything that we take for granted. Yeah. And these people basically have nothing yeah their wealth is measured on how many cows they have Mm -hmm. and most of them don't have any cows and they are the happiest people I've ever met I know and this is something I can't wrap my brain around I remember when I went to India this was a few years ago and it was a very similar situation and everywhere I went smiles happiness nothing's a problem you know and I remember when I got back to London there was like a few days where I feel like I carried on that energy and then I got right back into my routine and I was like are you kidding me? This thing is late and this deadline and this and that. And I just, I know that I'm doing it and I know that everybody around me is doing it too. And it's like, is there just too much going on? Is it the internet? Like what is stressing everyone out over here? Yeah. I mean, the internet for us will definitely be a massive contributor, but I think city life was like that way before even the internet. I think you just get so caught up in work, whatever work that may be. And especially when you're working in a team because they're all running at a million miles an hour and you can't be left behind. You need to keep up with them. Um, And especially when you, for example, you have people that are working around you and your content. So you can't be left behind because <laughs> you're the main guy. I feel like people are just dragging me along like with them. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really true. So I guess this kind of does go back to the idea of balance and wellness and how can we maintain some sense of calmness in this world? Um, 
I want to go back to the plant-based stuff. We actually have an audio note for you. Let's Ooh, play it. Let's Before I play this audio note, I just have to say this is one of my favorite audio notes that's ever been sent into the podcast. The enthusiasm is sky high. I'm so excited. <laughs> Hello from Bombay, India. I know I'm too excited, but I love you two powerhouses so much. I absolutely admire two of you from all my heart. So coming over to my question. Hi Naomi, thanks to you Jack and Finn brother for helping me in my vegan journey. I'll be completing my one month vegan challenge tomorrow and I'm really excited. And I'll also be continuing my journey there on. So I wanted to know from you, how do you reply to people who keep asking you why vegan in most politest and most shortest way? Does it also get difficult for you sometimes to hang out with people who does not believe that choosing vegan is for a good cause? And yes, does it get too much sometime also for choosing clothing brands, skincare and makeup products because my love I'm a mess right now. Lastly, Naomi you look stunning in Buckingham Palace and Estee please give my kisses to Reggie he's the most handsome dog ever. I love you guys so much. Bye. Isn't that the cutest thing? That is amazing. <laughs> What a message. I know. I love that. Um so I guess we can kind of back up the boat a little bit to you just got out of university and you wanted to make a change. Did yeah. you instantly know you wanted to go vegan or plant-based? No, it wasn't instant. Um I started researching into the plant-based way of eating because when I was thinking about trying to be a little bit healthier and getting a bit more into well-being, that just kept coming up. So many people were just raving about the plant-based diet. Um and it just fascinated me so i started reading more and more into it and i thought right well i can't really knock it until i try it so tomorrow i'm just going to eat vegan and see how i get on did not set myself a time scale did not think this would be a forever thing at all i just thought okay let's see if i can do it almost like a little challenge and so i did it and then one day led to another day because i thought well that was actually surprisingly easy and i really liked it kept continuing it and then that day became a week became a month now it's been a few years and i love it and the reason i keep going isn't because i tell myself i have to and you know i've put this label on myself that right i've got to eat within these kind of restrictions i suppose it's just because i listen to my body and my body responds really well to it and i feel really great from it so mm-hmm. i just keep going yeah i mean that's a great attitude towards it i think i mean i've also done the research i know i'll probably feel so much better if i just do it but it just <laughs> seems so hard do you know what? in london it's actually okay i know um, but it yeah it does take a commitment i'm not going to sit here and say anyone could be vegan and it's the easiest thing i've ever done blah blah, blah. no i think i've adjusted to the lifestyle now so now for me yeah it is really easy because i've been doing it for so many years it's second nature i don't even think about it and the beginning yeah you have to be so conscious and just the amount of times that you would nearly slip up and think is that even vegan like i don't know like these questions go around your head quite frequently yeah. um so it definitely isn't for everyone and i would say it helps if you really like cooking well i hate cooking <laughs> they might not be for you but um even i mean you could eat a plant based meal every now and again you exactly. know you and don't i have do, to do I it do. forever and are most of your friends and family 
plant-based now? No, or? no, not at all. Most right. of them aren't. None of my family are. Haven't inspired them enough. Wow. <laughs> I mean, if you can't inspire them. Well, the thing is, I'm I'm not preachy with it no. at all because I absolutely believe that everyone is different and it won't work for everyone. Fair. And there, there'll be a lot of people out there that won't agree with me on that, that eat vegan. Um, but I just feel like everyone's bodies are so, so different. And for me, it works really well. And I feel like if someone wants to change the way that they eat or their well-being, it kind of has to come from them. Like, you have to want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't told to do it. I did it because I was really interested in it and did yeah. it. And I feel like if someone had preached at me the whole time to be plant-based and like work out all the time I probably wouldn't and I would have gone the other way Mm -hmm. so a lot of it is about self-discovery well you've discovered a lot and you've discovered so much that you wrote a book about your favorite recipes yes I did yeah I mean it's quite funny I've just said you know like oh you know I don't I'm not preachy with it but I have come out with a plant-based cookbook (laughs) (laughs) so I'm kind of contradicting myself here but the cookbook was basically this huge bank of recipes that I had uh, written down, like literally handwritten recipes that when I was, you know, going through this whole journey of becoming plant-based and introducing more plant-based meals into my diet, I'd write down everything that I created. And when friends and family came around, they'd be like, oh, you've got to give me that recipe. Can you like write it down? Um, So I'd like pass it on. And then I thought it'd be so great to have all of this in one Mm -hmm. place almost for my own benefit or for my friends and family's benefit. Um, And then I was approached by a publisher and it just all suddenly clicked. And I I never dreamed that it would actually be a proper book. It's a beautiful (laughs) book. It's called Eat Smart. And I think, I I mean, it's definitely my favorite book that any sort of content creator has ever come out with. I think it's stunning. And I own it and I use it. Oh, thank you so I, much. I really, really love it. I highly recommend it to anyone. You don't have to be plant-based. Obviously, yeah. I'm not. But there's so many great recipes in there. Thank you so much. Um, So you you keep using the phrase plant-based over vegan. Is there a difference? Yeah. Um, Not massively. I've just always used plant-based. Um, I do, I will admit, I feel like the word vegan has a little bit of a negative connotation attached to it. It's kind of stigmatized, maybe not so much anymore because it's definitely become more fashionable. But especially when, you know, six years ago, it was a bit negative. Like mm-hmm. when, if I said to someone the word vegan, they'd almost like physically cringe and be like, oh, what What do you mean? Oh, that's weird. Why? Like you're weird. So plant-based is just a lot more palatable, I suppose. Good word, good (laughs) word. Why do you think it's becoming more mainstream? I mean, it it seems like everywhere I go, there's so many amazing vegan options and and plant-based options, even in my hometown, like things that I never would have seen before in my like town in Canada. There's like vegan places popping up all the time. Why do you think people are kind of drawn to it? I think just word of mouth, I think it's absolutely snowballed. People are really interested in it. They have seen the benefits of it. There's been lots of um, scientific studies on the plant-based diet. And I don't know if you've seen any of like the Netflix documentaries about it. Everything kind of happened at once. Lots of people were just interested. And these documentaries absolutely inspired so many people. And that's when I think restaurants, even on the high street, have had to 
adjust and adapt and become more accessible to everyone. I mean, there was all that drama with the Greg's vegan sausage roll. I haven't tried it, actually. I haven't either. No. I mean, because to be honest, I wouldn't be one to go to Greg's Greg's for a sausage roll anyway. So it wasn't necessarily (laughs) something I was really missing. You know, I have a... Greg's near me and I've never been to a Greg's in my entire life and I've lived here for like nine years I've never been but when that vegan sausage roll came out I was like I was so into the drama of it all I was like I should try that but I haven't yet maybe, I mean maybe what a, a marketing tool like the whole thing it, it kind of put Greg's on the map it for did. a while like I just always thought of Greg's as like this weird little bakery like down the road that didn't really do anything that great for those listening who maybe don't live in the UK Greg's is basically like I I don't know if it's like fast food it's just like a cafe that sells like croissants and coffee and sausage sausage rolls and sandwiches is there an equivalent in Canada oh I don't even know it's not really like any of the places It's unique. Greg's is unique it's almost like a McDonald's in a bakery version there we go yeah McDonald's bakery. We're not being paid by Greg's to talk about Greg's. <laughs> we haven't said exactly the most positive <laughs> things about it, have we? They wouldn't be happy. So you talk about how people notice benefits from going plant-based. What were some of the benefits you noticed? Mainly energy levels. Now well, that's interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, almost instantly. Or maybe, well, I say instantly. Probably after a week or so, I noticed that I just felt so much better energized it sounds so cliche but just more alive I felt more comfortable like in my body and I didn't feel like I needed a nap in the afternoon or you know when you get to like four o'clock in the afternoon your eyes are kind of going like you're sat on the tube like so so tired I would get that almost every day like Mm -hmm. just so exhausted after turning plant-based I'm not going to say I never get tired, but it was a very noticeable difference in my energy levels where I just wouldn't even think about having a nap in the afternoon. And one other thing about you, and I don't know if this is going to be weird for you, but, and it is a compliment, you always seem so clear-minded and focused. Really? Oh, thank you. I wonder if that's the (laughs) plant-based. Maybe. Because I am all over the place. (laughs) Oh, no. Up here. I mean, if you were to look in my brain, you would not say that. There's so much flying around. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we actually have... We have two more questions about the the sort of food topic, so let's just play those while we're on the subject. Hi, Estee and Naomi. This is Cassandra calling from PEI Canada. What are your tips on portioning food and making sure that you eat the right nutrients in a day? I find the hardest part about eating green is just making sure I'm full, satisfied, and covering what I need in a day. Hope to hear from you. Firstly, this Canadian accent is the best thing ever. I'm loving how like positive and upbeat both of these <laughs> messages have been. You've got a lovely audience. I do. Um, but I, I feel what this person is saying because it's like, do you get full after eating plants? <laughs> yeah, you do, but you've got to eat the right things and the right amount. So... One thing that can happen quite frequently when someone decides to start eating fully plant-based is they lose a lot of weight quite quickly. And I think most of that is down to the fact that they're just not eating enough. Mm -hmm. Portion sizes are definitely different. I eat so much more now and more nutrient-dense foods as well. So my diet is basically about eating a healthy whole foods diet. So like 
actual good grains and loads of greens, loads of vegetables, loads of fruit, all of that kind of stuff. Um, whereas before, you know, I was eating a lot of meat, but also not a lot of vegetables and not a lot of fiber, not a lot of grains. And I think you've just got to be very, very aware to eat enough. Because if you're not eating enough, I mean, A, you're not going to feel satisfied, you're not going to feel full, you're going to be more likely to go and grab like some junk food, like sweets and chocolate and, you know, just like slices of bread and like stuff just to fill yourself up. And that did take a bit of adjusting, just realizing that, okay, I need to just up my portion sizes, like massive bowl of porridge for breakfast. And it's amazing because I love it. I really enjoy making my food and I really love eating my food. So for me, it's so rewarding, like having a massive acai bowl or big bowl of porridge or granola or something. I really enjoy it and I love it. And another thing that I really want to say is that I never think about calories. Mm -hmm. For me, I just, calories don't mean much to me at all because nut butter, for example, is so calorific, but it's really good for you. It's really good healthy fats that are vital for our well-being, protein as well. And if you compare the amount of calories in that then to say something that's processed and no nutrients at all, it might be lowering calories. And you can get so caught up in that going for the lower calorie foods that are just absolutely awful for you because Mm -hmm. they're processed they are you know the low fat versions of things and they just have no nutrients and they've got loads of preservatives in there it's just not worth it like I just don't even think about calories yeah I mean I remember growing up and being so young and keeping a calorie diet book like Mm. keeping track of how many calories I've eaten and an apple has this many calories and it just it is so backwards and dangerous it is dangerous really dangerous because you could be avoiding an apple because Mm -hmm. it doesn't fit into your daily right calorie rate whatever I'm sure you get lots and lots of questions about supplements and vitamins and I'm Mm -hmm. sure you get you know people saying all the time you know but how do you make sure you're getting your protein and we do have a question all about supplements Hi, Estee. It's Kim from Amsterdam, and I absolutely love your podcast. So I have a question for Naomi. I've been vegan for three years and really loved it. But to be honest, it did stress me out sometimes. Um, First, I felt absolutely amazing. And especially trying all the different foods and eating way more varied was, let's say, an interesting challenge. (laughs) But more and more, the whole vegan diet was starting to become, I would almost say, an obsession or belief without realizing um so that's me looking back now also i sometimes struggled ending up being somewhere where they didn't offer a plant-based meal um, resulting in eating lots of chips or salad without dressing pretty gross you probably know what i mean (laughs) and although it's never been easier and nowadays a lot of restaurants offer great vegan options but it still used to happen very often that it was a real task to get some decent food Um, plus I have a mild version of celiac disease which makes it quite tricky as well because of this and other reasons I've recently changed my diet and added a bit of dairy and fish here and there I still don't eat meat and although I feel like I'm cheating sometimes, I'm generally less stressed um, and enjoy eating without being extremely fussy. So finally, my question is, how far would you go as a vegan? Would you ever consider changing your diet or lifestyle again in the future or do you swear by it like I used to? 
thank you very much bye now that's a really interesting one really interesting and I I think that's great that you have listened to your body and actually think okay if my body's craving these things or whatever and I'm not feeling that healthy right now you you're listening to it so that's one of the most important things to have that um, awareness of how you're feeling I think supplements are an interesting one yes on a plant-based diet technically you can get everything other than b12 everyone should supplement b12 especially vegans um it's a really interesting thing with b12 because you do get it through meat but the reason the animals get it in the first place is through the soil interesting yeah um and then you would think well why don't vegans get it then because of all the vegetables and everything but you know we don't eat soil right <laughs> so contrary to popular belief yeah. vegans don't don't, don't eat, eat soil, soil. <laughs> we scrub our vegetables <laughs> um so i have done since day one taken a b12 and supplement. b12 is supposed to be great for energy and that's what i hear i don't take any yeah. supplements or multivitamin and i really really should well if you're getting everything in your diet it's i'm not, not essential okay, i'm well, definitely maybe, not maybe take some supplements then. <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure there's a holland and barrett around here somewhere I know, I know. load up you'll be shaking by the end um yeah i i do take b12 and i do take iron Mm-hmm. But I took iron supplements before I was plant-based. So in my family, the women naturally are anemic. So we just need to be aware of like getting enough iron. And you can get iron through dark leafy greens like spinach and kale. But you need to be eating a lot of it every mm-hmm. single day to be reaching those daily targets. So for me, it's just more convenient to take a supplement. And I'm still eating those dark leafy greens yep. as much as I can. But I just know that, okay, as I naturally can get anemic, I'd rather just take that supplement. Fair. So I'm not sure if you listened to my episode with the gut stuff. And I also put up um, a podcast recently with the owner of a a probiotic skincare brand called Galanae. And she has Crohn's. Anyway, both of those guests were talking about getting all of the right foods in and kind of getting the nutrients from your food. Mm -hmm. And what I'm getting from all of these guests is we all need to be eating more vegetables. Yes. At the end of the day. I mean, it's not going to do any harm, is it? But the benefits are amazing. I just think everyone needs to introduce more vegetables into their diet. So lunch and dinner and throughout the day, you're eating vegetables. <laughs> what, what's the last vegetable you ate today? The last vegetable I ate, um, I had, this is so typical vegan. It's embarrassing. I had carrot sticks with hummus. Oh my God. No, but that is not like normal. I actually just got that from Pure around like Fair. the corner. Yeah. Um, as a little snack. Yeah. Um, so that was the last vegetable I had. I don't actually like salads. I hate and, them. Yeah. They're just boring. They don't do it for me. Like plain leaves on their own. No, can't be dealing with that. And a lot of people think vegans just eat plain salad leaves all day every day it's not true at all obviously there are some also there's a misconception that all vegans are healthy you can be a junk food unhealthy vegan because like oreos are vegan amazing who knew to know (laughs) yeah (laughs) so if you turn vegan at least you know you can have oreos and before we get into the rest of this conversation let's take a quick ad break Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right, so what I'm gathering is we all need to be eating more vegetables and something that is so typical of me, I'm like, yes, I'm going to get on top of my gut health. I'm going to eat kimchi. I'm going to eat smoothies every day. And then, you know, I do it for like two or three days. And then it's like next thing, you know, Deliveroo is happening and I'm hungover all at the same time. And we have had so many questions all about creating this balance. Like, how do you get to a point like you are where it's like you just seem to have it under control? So let's listen to this question. Hello, so I was just wondering if you guys have any advice about how to find balance in your like fitness and health lives because I tend to either eat super, super unhealthy and not exercise at all or be extremely obsessed with my weight and my body and eat really small amounts. Um, so I feel like I'm either one side or the other. And I was just wondering if either of you have advice about how to find a balance and um yeah that's all um thank you girl i feel you naomi any tips on this first of all i would i would say that actually either side of that one extreme to the other that neither of them are healthy because right. excessively exercising and eating small portions is not healthy it's really really bad for your body um, and then obviously if you're not doing any exercise at all and you're eating really badly that's not healthy either. So it's about meeting in the middle somewhere and finding this balance exactly as you say, which is easier than said, said than done. However, I would say get to a place where you find an exercise that you enjoy and it doesn't feel like a chore. It could be Pilates, it could be yoga, it could be running, it could even be walking, just anything that you find you really like doing. You won't wake up in the morning and think, oh, I really need to go and do that. I need to go to the gym. I really don't want to. Okay, I'm going to miss it. You'll wake up and think, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to go on a really nice run along the river or whatever, you know, your preferred fitness is. And that for me is how I discovered it. I discovered running and I enjoyed it so much that I never kind of got to the place where I thought, oh, I really don't want to do that. And if I do, that's when I think maybe it's time to switch it up. Let's discover something different now. Mm-hmm. Um, with the eating, it yeah, it's it's a tricky one because bad food tastes so good, right? Like all the sugar and the salt, like they don't make it easy for us no. at all. So that, well, that's the problem. They make it too easy for us yeah, to I mean, eat well, it and want it. That's true. Too easy to eat it, really hard to decline it. Exactly. <laughs> and have that willpower to Ooh. not have it. The thing is, think about what it is doing to your body if you're having it on a daily basis and I'm not saying cut out all junk food and all bad food because that again is going to the other extreme of being way way too healthy and you're more likely to do it for a couple of days and then go straight back to square one 
what I do is I allow myself the treats. If I'm craving some chocolate, if I'm craving like a donut or some ice cream, and granted it is still plant-based, but it, it's not like healthy. I, I saw you tucking into that peanut butter vegan ice cream. Oh, I really went for that one. You really I, think I was joking I, when I said I stalk you? No, I stalk you. <laughs> yeah, that was li- literally two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went in on that ice yeah. cream. But I wanted it, you know. You brought so, it home from your friend's place or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I went to this barbecue on Saturday or Sunday, and they had really kindly bought me this peanut butter ice cream that is dairy free and uh, it was unbelievable I thought I was a pro on the dairy free ice creams like I know which one's my favorite I know the flavors I know where to get them from I'd never heard of this brand never had this flavor and was totally hooked by the first mouthful so then she was literally like I think you should take this home with you because you (laughs) look like like, are you sure (laughs) yeah I was like okay Okay. if if you insist And yeah, I pretty much finished off the whole tub when I got home. But it's things like that. Like, don't feel guilty about it. If you have one of those mad days where you're just like, I need a bloody biscuit or whatever, don't feel bad and beat yourself up about it. Just give in and be like, okay, cool. I'm going to have the biscuit. Yeah. It's not going to kill you. I think that's such a good point because there's so much guilt and shame around food. And it's just like, there's so much going on when it comes to food yeah it's it's so easy to just be like why did I eat that and and get down on yourself and start all this negative talk and that's something that I'm really trying to avoid yeah and I think enjoying the healthy foods as well and I love cooking so I will look forward to going home and cooking a really delicious meal and I make that healthy and then if I want some ice cream at the end, then okay, cool, I'll yeah. have the ice cream. So just, yeah, don't feel guilty about it. It's It really is all about balance. I know you've heard that a million times because everyone says balance, yeah. balance, balance with everything in life. But I think with food and exercise, it is. You don't yeah. want to be one extreme on either side. It, it's funny. It's almost as if something in your head just switches and it all starts to make sense. I mean, I know that I never used to work out ever and I love yoga and I love working out now like tonight at six o'clock I've got my yoga class booked with one of my best friends and I'm like I can't wait whereas like I love that yeah Yeah. before it's like I would have dreaded it because I was doing the wrong things like you said but it's it's like finally when you find something that starts working for you yeah it's a beautiful beautiful feeling and congrats I know that you know how to do a headstand now I know I finally finally did it amazing I've been trying for so long on my own yeah it's so hard and then I had this um, yoga instructor, honestly, within a one-hour session, I could do a, wow. a, a headstand. I keep saying handstand. Yeah. Handstand is way more impressive. No, <laughs> it's still a headstand. Um, but yeah, she just like tweaked a few things, adjusted me, like just told me like, oh, you need to be doing this, 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 this. And then I could do it. I want to go to her. Yeah, she's amazing. I'm actually going on a yoga retreat Ooh. soon, which I'm excited about. So I'm hoping to work on Where my are you going? headstand. I'm going to Sicily. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I just booked it myself and I'm really excited to to go on it. Yoga is so good, isn't it? I love that you love yoga. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like the most technically skilled yogi but I truly love it doesn't even matter no. how good you are I just and think it's goes so back to our point. good yeah it's so good for your mental well-being that yoga is brilliant I agree well we've talked a lot about health and fitness and all of that but I know you are a beauty lover and a fashion lover 
So I would love to talk about your beauty routine just really quickly. Do you tend to use sort of like organic brands and natural beauty? Has that has your plant-based lifestyle kind of poured into that as well? Yeah, absolutely. It was almost the last thing that changed though because I think with beauty you become so brand loyal or product loyal. Mm -hmm. That was the hardest thing for me. The food thing I could do overnight. The beauty side I really like. I took my time with. Um, And I would say that now I'm pretty much only use natural and cruelty-free products. Organic where possible, but it's really hard actually to Mm -hmm. find products that tick all of the boxes. It is. What are some of your favorite brands? So there's this lovely London-based brand called By Sarah. Okay. And it's gorgeous. There's only, I think, like five products or something, like cleanser, which is gorgeous. It's a green clay cleanser. And uh, you comes with the muslin cloth um, and also the oil, facial oil. And it's just so beautiful. And I think that's actually all organic as well, but it's definitely 100% natural. Yeah. No synthetic ingredients in there whatsoever. Wow. And it just feels so lovely on your skin. Do you like RMS? I love RMS. Yeah, the luminizer. Oh my God, that product. So nice. (laughs) And what else? Have you tried Kosa's? No. OMG. I think you would really love. They have amazing lipsticks and they have this new like oil foundation. It's really beautiful. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, Vapor. Vapor, yeah, Vapor's lovely. Vapor is so good, and no one talks about it. I know, yeah, they're still kind of under the radar. Tata Harper. Love. I love that. Obsessed. Really expensive, but I treated myself in Space NK over the weekend to the moisturizer. I think it was called like the Vital. Vitality moisturizer or something like that. I can't remember. No, Clarify. It was the clarifying moisturizer. It's so lovely. I love Tata Harper. Yeah. Right. So that's that. And then as far as fashion goes, I know you're you're kind of talking a little bit more about sustainability. Mm-hmm. What What are your thoughts on that? Can we just... It just seems so hard, especially with things on the high street. And I was talking to Brittany Bathgate about sustainability. And I think what the conclusion that we kind of came to is that we can just try. Yeah. Try your hardest. Yeah. So I think it's all about progress, not perfection. Love that. (laughs) I stole that. (laughs) I stole that from Eco Age. Oh, that's Um, good. But I just love it. I remind myself that of all all the time because I get a lot of backlash on this. So as soon as I mention the word sustainable or natural or vegan, it opens the doors to a lot of negativity because- I don't know how you feel about this or um, if you get any backlash at all, but it it almost, I feel like I'm put on a pedestal Mm -hmm. and people are waiting for me to slip up or Mm -hmm. do something wrong or... Which I just don't understand, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm not perfect by any means at all. And yes, I absolutely believe in health and well-being and sustainability as much as possible. And sometimes it's just not possible to be 100% sustainable or zero waste. It is important to try your best though. And I am trying as much as I can to be as sustainable as possible. And I think one of those ways to do that is through fashion. Mm -hmm. I don't buy that often anymore. Like very, very rarely, unless it's something that I really need, which I mean, who needs stuff, but something that I really want, like really, really fall in love with. I just don't go out shopping now for just for the sake of going shopping. Yeah. And I created actually this event in London called Smart Swap, which is all about swapping clothes. So it's just a really lovely evening um, in a central hotel in London where people come with a few 
items of clothing and however many items they bring with them, they get a token for each and then they can use those tokens to pick up something at the event. And it's not like some crazy uh, sample sale where everything's like on the floor and it's just so stressful. Everything's all laid out really beautifully like it would in a boutique shop. Right. And there's some really lovely pieces there and um, brands donate things. And obviously everyone else's clothes are all laid out there, but it's anonymous as well. This is one thing that people said to me before I'd even started. They were like, oh, I don't know, because I don't want people to think that my clothes aren't as good as theirs. And I was like, they're going to be totally anonymous. As soon as you arrive, they go around the back and then we gradually feed things out. So there's no way of knowing who's brought what. That's a great idea. Yeah. And I think another really nice thing about that is the community aspect as well. You know, it brings people together. It really does. It was so nice because a lot of girls, most of them came on their own. And by the end, they were all friends, all hanging out together, all having a chat. And we have, you know, champagne coming out, like drinks and stuff. So it's just a really nice evening. Yeah. And I mean, the whole point of it is about sustainability. Yeah, that's great. It's about swapping pre-loved clothes rather than actually hitting the high street and spending loads of money on bad quality clothes uh, and it's like this vicious circle I feel mm-hmm. like the high mm-hmm. street it's like you buy something that's way overpriced the quality's so bad so it basically falls apart after a few wears and washes so then you ha- you go out and buy another one mm-hmm. um, so it's just all about something that one person may be sick of and not really like anymore yeah. it's brand new for someone else and they'll get loads of more wears out of it yeah. and love it like it's new that's great that's a really great idea and I don't know about you But I consider myself a girl's girl, and I would say you're a girl's girl. Yeah, definitely. And I was at a breakfast this morning, and I was just sitting beside a random girl. And for some reason, we just hit it off, and we started talking. And then after the breakfast, we ended up going to the park and just, like, ended up chatting and whatever. I love when that happens. Me too. And it, it really got me thinking this morning. And then just as you were talking about this clothing swap, it's like, how amazing is it when girls come together? And I've really noticed it as well, just doing this podcast with so many amazing women, how what amazing things can happen when women come together and work together and just pool all of our resources. Yeah. So many beautiful things. It's quite a powerful thing, really, isn't it, when we come together? And I think it's so important to support each other. So do I. And just feel proud of each other, especially in this space. Exactly. You don't want to be dragging each other down. It's just, I don't know. No time for that. So what's next for you, Naomi? What are your big goals and dreams that you feel comfortable talking about front of people <laughs> <laughs> so there's more smart swaps on their way I've only had one so far yeah um, so we have one coming up actually in a couple of weeks love I will be announcing like more details on my Instagram very very soon like mm-hmm. literally I don't know next few days and um there's something big happening near the end of the year. Oh, typical YouTuber thing. Typical. Thing. Can you give um, us a little hint? Basically, a lot of what we've spoken about today, this new business encompasses everything. So okay. everything that I stand for, it's basically that in one thing. Okay. <laughs> the and wheels are turning. I know. I'm so, oh, I hate doing that. But thing that's of really exciting. Something's coming, that's really but exciting. You've got to wait. But it's it's just because I like legally guys, I can't <laughs> <laughs> announce it. That's very, very cool. Um but continuing with the old Instagram, social yep. media stuff, you know, YouTube, yep. all all of that. And my last question before we leave is what are you reading right now? What are you into? What's inspiring you lately? 
Oh, okay. Have you heard of the book, The Alchemist? Yes, Paulo Coelho. Oh, how good is it? I know Amazing. I'm like 20 years late. So I read that a few months ago and absolutely fell in love with yeah. the book, with the writer. I just think he's brilliant. So I've since been making my way through all of his books. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. He's brilliant. Yeah. It's so inspiring. I've just read The Hippie. I haven't read that. And, yeah. I, and I, I I, put it on my Instagram. I was like, should I read this? And so many people were like, no, don't read it. Really? Are you enjoying it? Though? Oh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I've just finished reading okay. it. I think it's really good. Okay. But I, I just love how everything that he writes about, even no matter how basic or mundane it is, he somehow makes it phil- philos- philosophical. Well, you know it. what? If that's how you feel, have you read any Murakami books? No. Oh, Naomi, I'm going to, I'm going to. Okay. I I'm, love a book recommendation. I will recommend you a book after this. Well, this has been a pleasure and a joy. Where can people follow you if they want to know what you're up to every single day, just like I do? <laughs> so my Instagram is at Naomi Smart, and the same is on YouTube. It's all okay. very simple. And Twitter. Actually, can we talk about your ridiculously hot boyfriend? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> He's nicknamed Dreamy Joe. Is that what people call him? <laughs> yeah, oh, That's what you call him? One of my friends, Kelly, actually has even... Um, gone down to DJ so he is just known as DJ from her. That's really funny I was actually just talking to my assistant before this and I was like oh what should I talk about with Naomi or whatever and she's like well you got to talk about her boyfriend I was like okay I'll bring it up. You guys are so cute. He's the loveliest he's so kind and caring and just He's got a heart of gold. He really does. He's unbelievable. Every time you guys post pictures together and he's like smiling at you, I'm like, oh "Oh my God. There is a part of me that's like, damn, I don't have that (laughs) and I want that. But, you know. He's quite camera shy. So I think most of the photos, the reason he's looking at me with those loving eyes, it's mainly just because he doesn't want to look at the camera. That's adorable. (laughs) I just had to give him a little shout out. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up, but make sure you do follow Naomi and I think you should make your own podcast Ooh, do you have time you. for that or what I'd really enjoy it I've loved today I think it's you would really great be chatting with you excellent at it you would be my first guest oh well there you go guys <laughs> I just booked myself a slot on a podcast that doesn't yet exist <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of on the line make sure you go follow Naomi and you can follow us as well on Instagram it's you're on the line and make sure you subscribe to the podcast and rate the podcast and tell your friends all about it because we love we love when women support women and this is what the show is all about when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.